What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 109 of Little Root Lessons. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. Um, we are in the, I would call it the event drought right now. Uh, we do not have an event until the end of April right now. Okay. Uh, which is... Which, indie is the beginning of May, right? Yes. Indie will be that okay. first, I think it's that that... It's not the very first weekend of May. It's the second full weekend of May or whatever it is. It's Got Mother's it. Day weekend. I know that much. Um, I'm really glad you put it that way because um, I didn't know that. Well, now you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's Mother's Day weekend. Uh, but we have the European International Championships, whatever, the EUIC. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole just that got botched i don't know what happened there but there was a big uproar um something about miscommunicating on when tickets were going live and tickets selling out and now we're doing it in waves because there is so much uh traffic on like for tickets that they just kind of broke um so yeah that's kind of what people are doing right now what do they envision happening if they say, okay, we're going to limit the number of people who can buy tickets right now. And so then everyone is flocking to try to do it again, but now it's for a limited number of pool. Like I, I feel like like sending tickets out in waves isn't going to solve a problem. Um, so what happened the first time was there was no announcement for any of it. And people were just kind of willy nilly buying, just buying them. And Mm -hmm. they had hit their player cap very quickly. Awesome. Uh, Which we already knew there there was going to be player caps. That's just how the world is right now. Um, Like if you want in, you need to get in fast and blah, blah, blah. But uh, so they wanted to make sure that because there was no announcement and the cap filled up so quickly, there's a lot of players that didn't get access to that stuff. And so mm-hmm. now they're releasing them in un- pre-announced determined waves so that you can have a better shot of getting a ticket rather than doing another here's everything, go get them kind of ham sandwich, go get it situation. So what happens to all the people who have already bought tickets? They, they still have them. They, they, uh... Okay, so they are adding more yes. tickets to the pool. Yes, okay. they are, they now are increasing. I'm, now I'm following. Yes, they, are, they added more to the pool. Um, I'm not sure if they've exactly changed venues, but I know that it is in Frankfurt, um, and they are going to have a lot of people there. See, this is, I don't think we've really talked about it on the show, but, um, I currently don't have my normal phone. So as a result, I can't download any apps on my phone. Meaning I'm completely disconnected from Discord all day. Yeah, you so like, you have been. This is MIA. the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, you've been MIA for quite a while. There's a lot that's happened in the last couple weeks since you don't have yeah, a so phone. Yeah, so like I am, I am really behind on a bunch of things. Um, so like you know, today we're going to be talking about usage data from uh, all three live events that have happened between Brisbane, Salt Lake City, and Liverpool, and. For the most part, like this is kind of the first time I've wa- I've looked at most of this data. Um, obviously, you know we we've talked through like Brisbane, and then last week we had Jeremy on, and we talked about Salt Lake City, kinda, but it was mostly just about his event. Um, so like, you know, and I've watched a little bit of content here and there, but not to the extent that I want. 
And a big part of that is just kind of being in the state of disconnect where I can't do what I want. Yeah, you can't. And what you don't want to sit there and sift through the 300 plus messages to get just highlights for things. Uh, and, and that's that's what I tell you when I like I come home and I see the thread. I'm like, all right, I'm not reading 300 messages. Someone tell me what's going on. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and, like, and like most of I it has home... just been team building stuff we were talking about. Nothing like too terribly important has been going on, but like that, that's important then, stuff to talk about. Like I come home and, you know, our server has X number of messages. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not reading all of this. I will just catch up fresh. And then like it, nothing happens when I'm actually home. So like I've been home for just over an hour now and I don't think a single message has been posted on discord. So uh, it's, it's been that way most of the afternoon. I can tell you that as someone who's been home all day, it's been that way most of the afternoon. Okay. I'm not, I'm not completely crazy. No, you're Got not it. missing out on anything right now. Well, so the, the worst part of all of this is I turned in my phone because it wasn't charging. And I think, I think I've told you this. I, I don't remember. Because, again, you and I haven't really talked because we talk through Discord. Yep. So um, so I went and turned my work phone in, which is my only phone I use. Um, and I turned it in and said, hey, this isn't charging anymore. I need to get this sent in to repair. So they gave me uh, a different phone just so I could have it because I still need it for work. So um, last Monday, the lady in the office called me and said, hey, uh, your phone's back in. Just come get it whenever. So this week, Wednesday, I went and got it. And I go and, you know, go to activate it and everything, and it won't turn on. I said, oh, it's it's still dead. No big deal. I know how to activate it. I've done this before. My charger's out in the car. I'll just charge it. So uh, I get everything I need from her. I go plug it in, and then uh, I let it sit for, like, an hour. And I come back, and it won't turn on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm like, huh, that's really weird. So I unplug it, and it's an iPhone, so it gives you a notification saying, uh, you know, the red battery on screen, and then it has the cord saying it was unplugged. I'm like, huh, that's really weird. So it knows it's being plugged in, but it's not charging. So they didn't so I plug it squat. back in. <laughs> no, no. So I take it back to the office lady and I said, hey, um, this phone that I just got from you today, it's not charging. She's like, well, that's what we sent it in for. I'm like, I know. That's why I'm back because it's not fixed. She's like, well, uh, here's the other phone back. Uh, we're getting all new phones here in two weeks or, you know soon is what she told me is mid April. Yeah. Uh, yours is already in, but we can't let you just have it. So instead we had to wait until everyone can get it. So you're stuck with that phone, which you can't do anything on because your Apple account is associated to your old number and you can't log into it because you don't have that number. And Apple is ridiculous to actually change your, your number. Yep. Which, to do so, would take, like, four days to even access it. Because I was going to originally. I'm like, eh, it's, it's going to be, like, a, a week-long process to change this, to be able to download YouTube and Discord. I'm fine. I can I can wait it out. And so that turned from, you know, a week of having this phone to now I'm going to have it for a month and a half mm -hmm. and not be able to use anything on it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I can't log into, like... You know, before we started recording, I was looking at getting, like, Discord Nitro. 
and I can't because I'm locked out of my PayPal account because my I have two-factor authentication on associated with my old number. Yep. And the only other way for me to do it is the number I no longer have. I can't use like an an email or anything login because it's two-factor authentication. Yep. I can't log into my Steam account because I have it on. So I haven't been able to play anything on my computer that I've wanted to for a month and a half at this point. So, like, this has been a major pain in my head for no reason other than, well, it won't charge anymore, so good luck. Yeah. Goodness. This is why I'm a Google person. I don't like... I've never been an Apple iPhone. Dude, Samsung, I have, this is the only iPhone I've ever had, and the only reason I have it is because it is free through work. This is the only reason I have it, and it has been... Are you guys, like, contracted for iPhones, or... I don't know. Can I, I can you opt into a different, like, no, Android or Samsung? Because, because it, that's what all their system is set up through, is iOS, and it's... So yes, you're contracted through i through Apple. I I don't know it. That's corporate lingo that's above my head that I don't care about. The the TLDR is this is the phone they give me and they say hey don't break it, and then it broke and now I'm stuck with it. Yep. So that's how my month has been. I was gonna say phone <laughs> stories aside, you ready to get into this stuff? I, I think so, man. Let's let's talk Pokemon now that I've got my real life issues out of the way. Okay. So let's go to this screen here where we have nice color-coded things. Um, the far left corner is listed of Pokemon. Uh, the blue column is the top 16 Pokemon from Bri teams from Brisbane. Uh, the red column is Salt Lake City's top 32. And the green column is Liverpool's top 32. The final column on the right is the overall total usage for each Pokemon total. Uh, and as you'll see, like, as we go through this, there's a lot of gaps because some Pokemon didn't get used in certain events. Like, this one Togekiss in Brisbane has not popped back up since. Okay, so, um, if we're looking at specifically, you know, you, you currently have it sorted by Brisbane, and, like, we're looking at, uh, meta shifts and everything else. If you look here, you know, 16 teams in Brisbane, there's seven Kyogres. 32 in Salt Lake City, there's 14. So, like, the meta share of Kyogre is consistent across all events. Yeah. Uh, same with, like, Zacian. It goes up a bit between the other two. Um, Ensign is weird. Yeah. Because it's, like, usage percentage is, like, still really high, but it's dropped? It's, it's close to... It between Salt Lake City and Liverpool, they're really, really close. But between Brisbane and the rest of them, they're not so close. And I think part of that is because a lot of the outside the top 16 on the Salt Lake City ones mm -hmm. don't play it. Weren't playing it. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you go, I think if you go exactly to the Liverpool, um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13... 13, 14 of the top 16 teams had Incineroar. Thir 13 of the top so, like, 16. When you look at it that way, that number's about on par. Yeah. So, I don't I don't think this is a way of saying, Incineroar is bad, don't play it. No, it is still one of, if not the best Pokemon in this format. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, the top teams are all playing it. 
and I think that's the simplest way to look at it. Yep. Um, across the board here, Grimmsnarl, again, kind of in that, like, same middle ground where, like, not a big difference between the events. And then there's, like, Eleki here, which kind of takes a nosedive between SLC and Liverpool. Uh, that's because I, Sun teams are a thing, and Eleki does not line up well into the Sun team. So, Eleki doesn't line up against, like, Groudon, but it beats up Charizard, which is, like, really awkward, because if they lead uh, Groudon plus Zard, and you lead Eleki, it's just like, well, I could max and take out their Zard, but if they max their um, their Groudon, I've eventually wasted my max for no reason. And, like, they obviously can just, like, swap out Zard and save it, too. So then I'm using my max for literally no reason. Uh, so, like... The big scary it, thing is it's double ground types. Which is very true, because you also have Gastrodon on those teams, which we'll get to here in a little bit, I'm sure, as well. Yeah. So it's just, like, you don't line up particularly great, and, like, there's... Um, like, the, the team that won SLC doesn't have... Uh, it's, like, Zard, Groudon, Grimmsnarl, Gastro, Zacian, and... Incineroar. Yeah, Incineroar. I was going to say Rillaboom. I'm like, I know that's not right. Yeah, it's not Rillaboom. It's Incineroar. So, like, Eleki, you know, it lines up against, like, Hyogre, and you can do decent damage to Zacian. But, like, when, when these teams are running around with double ground types, it's really hard to effectively pivot with Eleki and be able to effectively do damage like you want to. Yep. I think I think that's the long and short of it, is Sun got really good in SLC, Liverpool sees that development, and as a result, Eleki falls off the face of the earth. Yeah, uh, part of it is a lot of the Sun teams were like being played at, at Liverpool as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Eric Rios won it with pretty much the exact same squad. I'm not sure if there was a ton of change, Besides maybe some EV differences, but it was pretty much the same exact squad. And like looking at the the Groudon Charizard numbers, you know you have a handful in Brisbane. You see about you see a big uptick in Charizard, but like the number of Groudon stays about the same as you would expect. Um, and then switching to Liverpool, you see a pretty decent sized jump between Groudon. Yeah, like going from six to eight. I mean that's. That's a significant jump. Uh, granted, we're only looking at thirty, you know, sixty-four team totals here, so like your your data isn't extensive, but that is a significant jump. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Liverpool wasn't really televised anywhere, so we didn't get to really see how any of the matches played out. But there's some really cool trends between Brisbane to Salt Lake and then Salt Lake to Liverpool. Um, and then there's some cool like similarities between Brisbane and Liverpool, which were two to three weeks apart. Um, one of the big things is Calyrex Ice and Palkia. It's, I'm going to mm-hmm. sit here. I'm going to sort this here uh, by Liverpool. And you'll see that a lot of what was uh, like a lot of what was good at Brisbane popped up again at uh, Liverpool, specifically Calyrex Ice and Palkia both had really good numbers uh, in top 32 like, if you see it, it's like Calyrex Ice, there's two in the top 16, there was three total in Salt Lake City, and then there's four in Liverpool in the top 32. Uh, it's like those those numbers aren't, again, exceptional. It's about what you would expect on par. It's, but it's what's paired with them is what's exactly. important. Exactly. That's, 
which that's not what this shows us. This just shows unique Pokemon. But um, there were five Palkia in Salt Lake City. Only one of them was paired with Calyrex Ice. Interesting. In the hands of Wolfie, that was the only one. And then when you go to Liverpool, there are three Calyrex Ice and Palkia teams. So every Palkia is paired with Calyrex Ice. Exactly. Interesting. That te- what that tells us is the the best pairing seems to be Calyrex Ice and Palkia. The Zacian Palkia teams we saw in Salt Lake City are just non-existent now. You know, looking looking as you have it sorted here, um, there's a ton of uptick in specifically SLC with Lando. Like, basically non-existent in Brisbane, and then out of nowhere you have 10 in SLC, mm-hmm. and then you know, you're back down to four in Liverpool. Like, I I would be curious as to see how many of those are also paired with Incense, just so you do have that double Intimidate core. Because I believe the one in Brisbane was. I be- If I'm my memory is accurate, I believe the one Lando was with an Ensign. Which, I mean, I, I'm throwing a dart at the board and saying, hmm, the, the most played Mon probably is on this team. <laughs> uh, three Lando were paired with Edson at Liverpool. Okay. So, so three out of three the four. Three out of four. Um, in Salt Lake City, one, two, three, four, five. Five of them were paired with Incineroar in Salt Lake City. Hmm. So about just exactly half. Yeah. So interesting. So I haven't looked at Liverpool data at all until today. Um, I planned to this weekend and then, well, my weekend and then stuff happened and I wasn't able to. So, Um, you know, getting to see this unique data is really interesting. There's some really cool stuff out of Liverpool that everyone was kind of hype about, but I feel like are just one hit wonders. And then there's some stuff out of Liverpool that is kind of underplayed but is really really good um you were talking about landorus uh i want to talk about the other genie here thunderous goes one two to eleven see that's interesting because i think if i was a betting man this is probably i bet this is going to be an uptick of prankster thundy because you're able to like paralyze Zard, you have access to um, eerie you have access to eerie impulse. You don't really touch Groudon though. Yeah, but you also but have access to, think... to Rain Dance to turn off Groudon. That's sun. that's what it is. Okay, so like you just look at Charizard and say you're not doing anything, dude. What are you doing? Go sit yeah, down. Yeah, Thunderous really turns off uh, anything Charizard's trying to do. Um, especially if you just do like rain dance, scary face, eerie impulse, electric move thunderous with like a berry and be bulky. Um, like I said, you could turn off the weather if they pivot ground on in, you can eerie impulse it. If the sun, if you can't, you can't reset, if you can't keep weather control very well. Um, so there's a whole lot of thunderous can do specifically to Charizard before anybody gets to do anything in most situations. Um, I know, uh, you know, talking about, like, prankster Pokemon doing weather things, um, Aaron Zang's Whimsicott not only had Tailwind, but also had Sunny Day as a way of setting up sun without Groudon, which I think is really unique and really interesting as well. 
Um, it's something I've done in the past that has worked out and was really interesting. Uh, definitely, you know, was able to catch people off guard with it, but that's also in like a best of one format. So getting to see it have moderate success in, in the hands of him is obviously very good. Yep. Whimsicott is, I, I just love that thing. It's so, it's so good. Uh, Whimsicott seen a definite uptick from Brisbane to Salt Lake City, but I think that's more so just people don't really play it that much, I guess, in Australia compared yeah, to us. I, I guess, man. Because we the Aussies even hate Whimsicott for some in, reason. Even in Europe, it had a really a real good like percentage wise. It's six Pokemon, six of the whatever top thir- in the top thirty two. That's still significant because there's a a bunch of ones. Um, Just uh, looking at this across the board, another thing that's kind of popped up quite a bit is Cartana going from zero to three to five. Yeah, Cartana is a very strong answer. It had real good showings at Salt Lake City. Um, I get, especially the hands of like Aaron trailer and it just brought attention to it. Um, being, you outpaced Zard, right? Yes. You're, uh, you hit 177 versus 167. 167. Okay. But can Cartana actually do anything to a Zard? You're not worried about using it for Zard. You're kind of just kind of trying to stall Zard out with your, with that, your, I mean, yes, weather. yes, that is very, that is very accurate as well. You don't you don't need everything to check everything all the time. Yeah, you're kind of just trying um, to stall out the weather and stall out Zard's Dynamax uh, using in, your own Kyogre and stuff like that to kind of tank those hits and chip damage. And then once Zard's Max is done, you can t- kind of try to take it out with like your Kyogre or your whatever. And then Cartonic and Dynamax deal with the Groudon, deal with the Gastrodon. That would be sitting in front of your Kyogre most of the time. If I'm looking at this correctly, uh, Cartana does not get a single move that can hit Zard for super effective damage, which I'm not surprised. Yeah, like, why you're, would the Grass you're, Steel you're a type... a Grass Steel type be able to hit, yeah. Hit your Fire um, Flying type. It, it's, it's... No no Rock Slide, no nothing, no... No weirdness. Thunderbolt, nothing crazy. Nothing really surprising here. Yep. Um, one of the cool little one-ups here, um, I don't know if you have Liverpool up in front of you. I do. Okay. All right, well, on Victory Road? Yeah. Give me two seconds, I can get it. Um, so the third place team had a Galarian to Manitan. Okay. Um, I don't know how viable that actually is. Uh, fun fact, there's a ton of just one-offs in the game that we haven't just seen of or heard of ever again. Um, like I mentioned, Togekiss, Gothitelle. Um, Dialga was a one was almost a one and done. Uh, there was one in Brisbane, one in Salt Lake City, and then there's uh, there wasn't another one in uh, in uh, uh, Liverpool. That's the word I'm looking for. So when as far as restricteds go, it's, it's like Dialga is just like rock bottom, unfortunately. I um, am there. We go. There we go. But yeah, it took me a hot second to find it. But there was a ton of cool, um, like one ups in Liverpool that did fairly well. Uh, like I said, the Darbantan, Larry Darbantan did really, really well. Um, there was the Bronzong is unique, right? The Bronzong is unique across all three. Yep. Um, we had not seen, we had not heard from Bronzong in quite a while, actually. I think the last time anybody had talked about Bronzong was like joe playing it in a random online event doing well with it with like tapu coco <laughs> and so we stuff. also 
we also hadn't seen or heard of Urshifu in quite a while, and then three pop up in the top eight. Yeah, uh, these all, are all three in the top thirty-two are in top eight. Yeah, uh, they are all single strike. I I assume so. Uh, I had to con- um, I had to get confirmation from Evan, and Swede. There's a there's a single Shedinja up here in top, well you know second, um pretty pretty decent showing for it. Shedinja is just one of those mons, man, that like. It can easily just win you a game. Like, Zacian can't touch it. Um, I, I actually don't know if, like, any Zacian ever carries anything that can hit Shedinja. Uh, The random ones that carry Firefang. I legitimately didn't even know it had access to it. That's how little I've ever seen it. <laughs> um, so, fun fact about Shedinja, there were three total in Liverpool, and they were all on the mm-hmm. same type of team. The team, the, the exact same six... Uh, yeah. I, I believe they were all they were a group of friends that brought it and play tested it together because okay. they were they I think they're all based out of France. That looks correct. Yes. Uh, so what that tells me is somebody they somebody figured it out and it was like, oh, we'll just all bring it and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, this this team that they brought looks really sick. Uh, Zashin, Kyogre, Ensign, Kartana, Shedinja, Thundi. Yeah. I think on this team it's probably Defiant Thunderous. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't, seeing how you have Cortana um, and Zacian. It is Prankster. It is? Okay. I mean, like, in team preview, you can make that assumption of, well, this is Defiant, and then, you know, you get you get got once, and then from there you know. But getting got once could cost you a game. So yeah. then yeah. You're, you're trying to rally the troops against it. It is a Prankster Thunderous. Um... Yeah, it's, it's very well hidden. I, yeah. I will admit that. Very, very well hidden. Um, mm-hmm. The one, the 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 the, bleh, the thunderous in third place is a defiant thunderous, but that makes much more sense mm-hmm. since we have Urshifu, Darmanitan, and Zacian. Yeah, but really... like Urshifu doesn't really care about being intimidated. Um, I say that, but like Wicked Blow says you don't. But you know, if you're doing like Sucker Punch or Close Combat or anything like that, obviously you care. Um, man, this is a, a heck of a team. <laughs> I love Darmanitan. I need to read this report later. I'm pulling that up. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was looking through some of these other Thunderous just to kind of get an idea. There's this mixed support Defiant Thunderous. It's got Taunt, Eerie Impulse, Fly, and Wild Charge. Where is this? I'm sorry. It's uh, 24th in Liverpool interesting yeah so i think the idea here is because you outspeed charizard naturally you still get eerie impulse off you outspeed a lot of things naturally still and you do have tailwind with your whimsicott if that is something you need to do um, i mean you also you also have the uh the two attacks that like thunderous really cares about with fly and wild charge so yeah like, those last two slots could be basically whatever. They're both max guard while you Dynamax, which is really when you want to be using Thunderous. So, you know, get off a get off a fly or two, and then you have fast, eerie impulse against, like, Kyogre or Charizard or Eleki or whatever your opponent brings out. Yep. Uh, size be- Weakness policy Kyogre on this team is super hot, too. Yep. Uh, there was a Seismitoad at Liverpool as well, alongside uh, and a Dragapult. Where's the Dragapult? There's the Dragapult. Yep, down here in 28. 
kind of doing the same thing the Thunderous was. It's just like, I have support moves, but I also can just blow you up if I need to. Did, have, uh, I don't know if you watched it, but Aaron Zhang has done his, uh, his series that he's done forever now, where this week he played his team. Yeah. Uh, that he, he topped. And he played against a Sun Mirror, but the Zard had helping hand. They're stealing my tech. What the heck? <laughs> Why are people stealing my techs? Dude, I I didn't even know Zard had access to it. And the first time I saw that, I went, holy cow, this changes everything. All the starters have it. I did not know that. Venusaur gets it? Yep. Weird. Speaking of Venusaur, uh, going from... No, from one to none to four that's a significant change the you know like one that i've been really surprised hasn't done more especially with like the emergence of sun is rotom heat so like, i can explain this one away pretty quickly it's really sure. good into strictly the sun team if you get it lined up mm -hmm. correctly uh the problem is is groudon carries stone edge true um that that is accurate so, i will agree while yes it's it's a single target and it's low accuracy that sucker can crit you and just oko you most of the time unless you max and then if you max you know, that's a mistake <laughs> like late game max if you if you can like stall out their their dynamax with zard or or uh Groudon or whatever uh, and then, like, have a late game, get off a nasty plot, Dynamax, do something like that. Will-O-Wisp the Groudon, uh, which, granted, you're not going to do against, like, Aaron's team because it is Scarf. But, you know, there there are play patterns that could lead you to uh, getting there Yeah, uh, a non-zero amount of times. Ro I don't know Rotom how consistent is better it as is, a support against the Sun teams rather than a max target. Because you also have access to, like, Eerie Impulse as well. Mm -hmm. um, you unfortunately don't outspeed the Zard. That's that's the big issue. You you could do like choice scarf trick things and steal their life orb or their charty berry or whatever item they're actually holding, um, and from there then things get a little more complicated. The uh, the downside to that is like sure you just stole their item and you get charty if it is like the the SLC winning team, which then lets you live a stone edge. Mm -hmm. It's like that's not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Do I like it? Probably not, but it's not the dumbest thing. From the people I've been talking with when I've been playing for Indy, um, mm -hmm. Rotom Heat does well into the Sun teams, um, just not in the way that we're used to it doing doing well. Like, you still play safety goggles. Uh, you could also just play whatever item you want anymore um, because you still kind of want to try to avoid, like, Spore on Amoongus, Sand Damage. Mm -hmm. Rage Powder, things like that, because that's still something viable, because Rodom Heat's still really good against, like, Calyrex Ice, and Nomamungus is usually paired there as well. Uh, but we're not usually worried about Venusaur anymore. Um, Venusaur is kind of, like I said, it's weird that it went from almost no play to having four in the top 32, and uh, two of them are in top eight. Three of them technically are in top 16 at Liverpool. Uh, no, all four of them are in top 16 in Liverpool. Okay, so like honestly, really good placements, all things, yeah, all all considerations. Um, so like, and they're not none of them are on the same kind of team either. There's a Yveltal Groudon team with it. There's a Lunaladon team with it. There's a Kyogre team with it. 
um, playing Venusaur as just like anti-sun, which that's probably what Venusaur is going to be best doing right now is not playing on a sun team, but playing to counter a sun team. Which, like, honestly works out. that They, they were doing that at the beginning of the format, if you remember. Um, they were playing, like, Kyogre plus Venu so that you could punish your opponent from bringing uh, anti... You, you have Venu on your rain teams to play anti-rain, which is usually sun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this which is, like, a really roundabout way of saying, hey, this was a piece of tech that used to exist. Yeah. Um... This last Venusaur is on Solgaleo Groudon. I'm not sure if it's doing the same thing that Cybertron's team was doing, uh, like with Scarf Dawn, but it's also got Charizard on it too, so who knows what this team was so doing. So it's, it's <laughs> Zard, Venu, Solgaleo, Groudon? What are the what are the other two? Uh, Incineroar and Suicune. Interesting. Uh, it's the only Suicune in the whole, in the whole data set. Very interesting. I do like me a good Suicune. So I'm going to sort by overall usage data now. Okay. And it'll update for everyone here. As we know, Incineroar is going to be number one. Not surprised by any means anywhere. Uh, Exhaustion jumped it once. (laughs) Oh, wrong way. Wrong column. Yeah, I know what you did. Uh, I sorted column A instead of column E. That's really close. Good job. Yeah. Proud of you. (laughs) There we go. That looks better. So now we kind of see what's been popular across the board and what's kind of just been one-hit wonders. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, Incineroar, Zacian, Kyogre... Grimmsnarl, Regieliki, all boasting plus 20 plays across the board. Uh, Groudon and Amoongus are sitting here just outside of those numbers, which having the uh, number of Groudons we did at Liverpool uh, really pushed it up there. Uh, the, sun, sure. the Sun team obviously getting popular means that everyone's playing with this AV Groudon and just bullying all the other Kyogres out of the format. Which, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. The the amount of damage that AV Dawn takes, even behind, like, screens, is still surprisingly high. Like, maybe that's just from, like, the games I've watched and everything, but, like, it kind of still just gets bodied. Um, you're, you're, Am I wrong? Your AV Dawns, usually you don't let them take hits until maxes are done. Once maxes okay. are over, you're fine. Okay. Like you, you protect Groudon with your life most of the time because it's your end game. No longer are Got you it. like okay. bringing Zacy into every game to clean up. You usually are bringing Groudon in the back somewhere to set up weather and just pivot it around and keep it safe. Play it, play it on the lead to change your weather as needed. Let Zard do its thing and then pivot around and eventually clean up with with Groudon. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, Reading you loud and clear. Uh, looking at things like Charizard's got 17 total copies. Gastron had 16 across the board. Whimsicott, Rillaboom at Landorus T all at 15s. Um, Thunderous was an interesting one. Uh, like I said, went from no usage to 11 at Liverpool. Indeedy does the same thing, but it went from no usage to 11 to none. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, like, 
I don't I don't remember a lot about like what the Ndidi teams were really doing because like Cali Ice wasn't super popular. You weren't pairing it always with it or anything. Um, I don't remember like all these Ndidi teams. So a lot of them were using Ndidi strictly to stop Grimstarl. Okay. That was their job. Their job was to make sure Grimstarl doesn't affect your team because a lot of these teams with Ndidi are all grounded. So you get to take full benefit from your psychic terrain. Um, the other big gotcha. thing is having access to things like follow me when you have restricteds that want to Dynamax all the time and you want them to stay bulky in the case of Aaron Aaron uh, Aaron Zhang's team. Um, there's a Calyrex Ice here. Uh, but this Ndidi also protects your Cinderace, protects your Dracozolt here uh, in from Salt Lake City. Uh, there's a Ndidi paired with this Yveltal, Kartana, Eleki team. Um, there's an Ndidi paired with this Dialga Glacier Executor team. Like, Ndidi just... That team is sweet. I do remember talking about that one a little Ndidi bit. Ndidi just popped up a ton at Salt Lake City and had a real good showing and then just disappeared from the format. The, uh, was it hmm. two? There's two in Liverpool. Uh, they're both way down here at the bottom. One is with a Calyrex Shadow at, like, 31st. Okay. And then there's another one in the, at 20th with the Calyrex Ice Palkia double redirection, double intimidate. Okay. Like, that That was it. That's all they did. Um, huh. A lot of the Calyrex Ice Palkia teams moved away to strictly Amoongus, which I believe Amoongus is the better redirector for that team specifically. Amoongus takes Behemoth Blades better. Uh, you have more that you can do with, like, Spore instead of sitting there just clicking follow me all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Among Us is also better under Trick Room, so like yeah. you actually get to be uh, aggressive in a sense. Yeah. Um, does Indeedy have access to heal pulls? It does. Okay, so like you can you can do the pollen puff esque thing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you are a little too fast in my opinion to try to do that under Trick Room. But you know, it is what it is. You can occasionally pull it off. Yep. Um, not my personal favorite NDD set, but it is one that I've ran into in the past, so not really surprised to see it have legs. Yep. Um, a couple of things I want to talk about, like restricteds that are falling out of the meta. Um, Calyrex Shadow's doing fine. I wouldn't be surprised to see it do really well at EUIC. Um, but things like Palkia and Yveltal, like, just on face value, are trending downwards right now. Yveltal more so than most. Uh, the poor Dark Flying Restricted just can't for some reason figure out what it wants to do. Um, we went from four copies at Brisbane to four copies at Salt Lake City to two copies at Liverpool. It's just slowly been cutting itself down by almost, by exactly half pretty much every time. Yep. It, when when you look at it, four from sixteen to four to thirty two is technically half. Um, I don't have I don't have SLC pulled up. Uh, yes, I do. I am curious where those four Eveltals are. Uh, That's not the team I want. This is the one I want. So there's one in sixth place in the hands of Z. That team was really really cool. Um, so technically, all four of the Eveltals are in top sixteen. Technically, so that's not a decrease. Um, when when you're looking at the rest of the field, 
it is a like decrease by numbers but when you're looking 16 to 16 it's a, a lateral movement yeah and then, but then we look at um, Liverpool. At Liverpool, and, you have one in fourth, and then the other one in exactly sixteenth. So, technically, <laughs> if we're getting very technical here, uh, your your usage stats did go down, but not to the total degree that the data shows. Um, and granted, I'm talking about these data numbers in terms of overall usage. Like, for sure. Like, four converting into top 16 on both of these is fine. Salt Lake City was also three times the size of Brisbane. That is gross. Yeah. I, I did not know that. That's insane. Uh, it was 163 players at Salt Lake City overall versus, I think, the total 61 at Brisbane. I knew, I knew Brisbane was small. I didn't realize it was... Uh, 60 players small. And then Liverpool had 185. Okay. I, so, I'm not surprised EUIC sold out so quickly now. I genuinely am not either. Now that I see, um, I wasn't sure how many had played in Liverpool. Now that I see that, 185 and just Masters VGC is insane. The Europeans like Pokemon is what I've learned. Yes. Um,. So yeah, it's just like looking at restrict. It's fun to look at these restricteds through that kind of lens of oh, this did okay, and now it's not doing okay because these things mm-hmm. are doing well. Like Yveltal's matchup into Groudon isn't super duper great, especially the AV Groudons. Um, you were AV Yveltal for so long, and now we're kind of shifting towards Life Orb Yveltal being really really popular, and you just you I feel like you're forced to make that change to try and compete with the uh, AV Groudons now. So I'm looking down here at uh, some of the lower usage mons, just things that kind of have, you know, a handful. Um, we talked about, we kind of touched on the Butterfree Pikachu team last week. We talked about the, the Dracozolt Cinderace team. Those were both together, if I remember correctly. Um, there's a Rabombe. Uh, we'll talk about Center Scorch when we get to Team of the Week. I'm excited to talk about it a little bit. Umbreon, Glastrier, which I think it's just like Cali Ice Light. Mm-hmm. If you want to be, like, if you want to just put it that way, it's just like Cali Light, which is fine. Um, I honestly think in a format like this, not using a restricted slot on a a powerful Pokemon like that could be beneficial. Um, let's you do, like, you could play instead of having um instead of having Cali Ice, you could play like Dialga or Sogaleo or Duskmane or something else and still have this powerful um Dynamax target with less weaknesses. Yeah. Um Granted you lose out on Glacial Lance, which is uh busted. Yeah, Glacial Lance that's a, and that's a very big busted. reason. Yeah. <laughs> um Um We talked about the Eggy team. I don't remember the Faramosa team. The Faramosa team was Wolfies. Wolf- was it? Okay. Yeah, Wolfies, Calyrex, Ice, uh, Palkia. That explains why I don't remember it. I don't think we actually talked about Wolfies' team. It, it did well the time it was on camera, and up until about the time he started playing really good, like, not, like, super good players, but, like, looking towards top cut, he ended mm-hmm. up 5-3 and three and just, like, squeaking in. That's uh, that's unfortunate, but you know whatever. Let me see if I can find his actual placement here. 
Uh, 27th. Yeah, like, he, he just... I, I literally had it pulled up in front of me. Like, he literally just squeaked in to top 32 just on breakers. Yeah, this is, uh, you know... I, I don't, Like I said, I don't think we've talked about it. It's Kelly Ice, Palkia, with Tusclops, uh, Ndidi, Amoongus, and then Faramosa. So, your fast mode is Faramosa plus Calyrex, or, like... Palkia. Whichever one of your restricted you want a Dynamax for the most part. Yeah. Like, Palkia by itself is probably fine. It's fast enough. Um, but obviously this team desperately wants to abuse Trick Room. Yeah. Like, if you want to if you want to get a good glimpse at what Calyrex Ice and Palkia can do, shameless plug for the deep dive from Friday. Uh, we, I talked all about that. All about Pheromosa and how Dusclops works and all that fun stuff. So I am curious what you have to, uh, there's, there's a couple other things here, like looking at the other ones. Um, there's a single Gothitelle that was in Brisbane, um, a single ditto as well across all three events, which I'm actually kind of surprised by. Um, like I guess ditto doesn't line up particularly great against like the sun team because sure you can copy my Charizard or you can copy my Groudon. But you don't get either of my items. Yeah, you don't get. You, you don't are get the still AV. locked into doing whatever you're doing. Yeah, you don't get the AV. You don't get the Chardyberry. Uh, you don't get G Max Zard. You get regular Zard. So. Uh, is that how that works? Yep. You do not get to copy the Gigantamax Factor. You just copy. I the did not know Pokemon. that. Yep. That's weird. I've seen many of people Dynamax their Dittos after they copy Venusaur just to find out that they don't get Vine Lash. They just get Overgrow. I did not know that is so bizarre. It's because it's not G Max Ditto. Yeah, but I mean, yes, they should make a G Max Ditto, which just copies other G Max mods. Yes, that's, that's what just they like a simple done. solution. That's what they should have done. Or and like G Max Ditto is just a larger blob. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. We talked about the Dragapult, the Seismitoad. Darmanitan, Suicune, Bronzong. So there's like a single, there's a single person out there playing Arcanine instead of Ensign to be different. <laughs> um, I actually think that was, it was important to the team if I remember right. For some was reason, okay. for some reason they. I'm played, over here being a jerk for no reason. I try and remember what the team was and why they played it. If I can find it, where is it? Where are you? Uh, it's in sixteenth. Yeah. It's okay. Duskmane plus Eveltal with Arcanine. Uh, Dusclops, Rillaboom, and Thundee. Uh, so we did want to open ourselves up to a bunch of just, like, losing to Zacian because Yveltal and Incineroar both don't do the greatest against uh, Zacian. So Arcanine lines up better in front of Zacian. You're also okay. just a little bit faster. Um, you also have, like, okay-ish bulk. And you can... You're not, you're not like, the the most uh, most embarrassing mon. Yeah. Like, there's there's a reason Arcanine was played before Ensign was introduced. Yeah. Um, But outside of those unique things, um, like, speaking of Duskwing Necrozma, there's one across, like, it went from no usage to one to one. Like, it's not, it's not gonna... I think that's, like, a one-hit wonder kind of Pokemon. Like, you, you'll see Did it we... pop up every once in a while. Like in the hands. Did, uh, Go ahead. Did we talk about the the Reshiram? No. There's a single Reshiram in Liverpool. Yeah. Twenty uh, seventh. Uh, Kelly Ice Reshiram Ensign Amoongus, Gastro and Mimikyu. This is another team that's just like, all right, we're going to try to do our speed control and hope that's good enough. Yeah. 
and like our fast mode is exactly Resha Ram. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like Resha Ram is going to uh, Amoongus is going to get redirected. Uh, I wonder if this has like safeguard Amoongus. Just I mean a uh, safeguard Mimikyu, just so you don't get like Resha Ram put to sleep or something. Probably. I could see it. Like I, I don't think that's set. the dumbest thing. It's been the fairly. It's been the common set for a while. It's just like Willow uh, safeguard trick room shadow shadow sneak or whatever. It's like you can blow up opposing a Moongus with like a max flare, but you still die to. Uh, you still get got by focus sash. So yeah. it's like all right. Thanks, idiot. Appreciate it. <laughs> which is which is one thing I really like about the Zard sets. It's just like. Alright, cool. Well, I at least cleared your focus, Sash. You're dead through Sash. Yeah. You may have, you know, you may be able to put me to sleep, but you're still dead. Yeah, you only get one. <laughs> yep. Um, But yeah, this has been, it's been fun kind of compiling all this. I plan on keeping this up to date throughout the rest of this okay, stuff cool. as we get it. Fantastic. Um, It'll be fun to kind of look at here probably after EUIC and see what's popular, what's not been, um, and do all that fun stuff. I agree. I, I think this is a a good resource to see how the meta has evolved and everything else as well. Yeah. So does that bring us to Team of the Week? It does. I'm clearly well prepared. Uh, team of the Week came from Zorder. Um, we've had multiple teams of his on the show before um if i remember correctly he was a big proponent of by sharp in previous formats and it yes. sticks around here <laughs> he was also a big fan of double-edged cinderace over bounce i believe is the flying move you get access to yeah um so uh this is kyogre sogaleo with zapdos cinderace by sharp and then grimmsnarl as well um i assuming you have it pulled up on screen. I definitely do. Cool. So in playing this team, the conclusion I came to uh, was that Cinderace and Bisharp just aren't good. Um, like, you you never get... No, no, this is not the team we played this week. Yes, yes, it is. Okay, I'm thinking I'm thinking of week in advance. Yeah, you just Am played I? a team. Yes. But it hasn't gone up on YouTube yet. Yes. So, okay, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I know what we're doing now. I'm caught up. <laughs> like, wait, no, this isn't what I played. <laughs> can uh, you tell it's been a long day? Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> so, the parts that make it unique are the parts that aren't good. Got it. Un- unfortunately. Um, I, I remember playing this. It was right after Salt Lake City. So, we ran into a lot of Groudon plus... Uh, gastrodon it's just like cool i can't beat gastrodon um because like everything on your team that lines up well against it also gets bodied by it so you're just in this really awkward position and so i think the conclusion i came to is like by sharp is fine it's probably better as like a different uh defiant mon if you want like thunderous then you probably don't need zapdos but i think that's getting too uh too technical i think having by sharp is kind of whatever uh, you can get like a decent sucker punch now and then, and like slapping something with assurance can be good. But I think if you want a dark type, you could probably play um, like Umbreon. The yeah, Umbreon. You could also play like uh, 
Galarian Moltres is something I, I played this past week, which we'll talk about next week as well. A Loban um, Persian. Yeah, just like th- things that have access to stab foul play can make a big difference. Um, I, I think I would rather have foul play in this format than something like Sucker Punch. If you want my honest opinion, I think the damage output that you're going to get from foul play can be more useful than just like randomly chipping your opponent or like potentially picking up a KO from time to time. I think the the mileage you would get from foul play is more useful. I know this is um, off topic. Uh, fun fact that I've learned: foul play from Life Orb Yveltal deals like seventy five percent to Zacian. Gross. As a resisted hit. Gross. Just just throwing um, that out there. Yeah, you know, foul play is good. Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the other unique part of this team is Cinderace, which... Nice. There were multiple times I wish that Double Edge was Bounce instead. um, Because getting, like, a speed boost onto your Sogaleo or your Kyogre would have been very nice. But instead, it's just like, all right, cool. So I KO'd what's on the field, and what you bring in is going to be faster than the Mons I already have. Whereas if this was Airstream, I could still pick up a KO and then be faster than your your opponent. Yeah, you would still be you'd get you get to keep your boosts rather than removing the Pokemon that have debuffs. Correct. That's kind that's, of that's, been the whole like shtick of Gigantamax this entire time anyway, right? Like you would rather boost you than debuff your opponent in most situations. Correct. Um, and like G Max Fireball is fine. You know, you occasionally get to like pick up like a Mimikyu or something like that and just ignore, ignore an ability, but not very often. Um, I believe you also are more powerful than like Max Flare by 10 points. Is that correct? Uh, all Gigantamax Cinderace have G Max Fireball at base 150 versus 140 for Max Flare versus 140 for Max Flare. So I, for some reason, I thought it got to 160. I might, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was 160 versus 150. I could be wrong. I don't uh, know. 150 is the max for Wildfire. Because Charizard gets Blast Burn. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so it might like, get 160. It might get 160 for Fireball. If I, re- if I am remembering correctly with this Cinderace, um, it just never felt good to bring. And that's really sad because I think Cinderace is really cool. But in a format dominated by Intimidate... You just get bodied, and in a format dominated by Zacian, you just you don't line up well enough to take them on most of the time. Um, there's a non-zero chance that you do outspeed, which I think is something that came up. But instead of getting to KO, my opponent clicked ally switch, and I wasn't ready for it. Which is uh, something I talked about in that game. It's just like, well, obviously I'm leading like I, I believe I led like Sogaleo plus Cinderace. It's like. I, I could see my opponent wanting to reverse a trick room that I'm setting, but, like, if I'm doing that, I'm not doing things with Cinderace, so you don't need to play around that. So then the obvious line just becomes, well, let's just KO the Cinderace, and then we don't have to worry about what's going on. Yeah. So, opponent went for an ally switch. I went for a max uh, a max darkness into it, and then I KO'd. I got KO'd, and then Cinderace, uh, then Sokaleo picked up the KO. So, like, sure, I KO'd a Zacian, on turn one, but in exchange, I lost my Dynamax, yeah. which is a very big deal in this format. Um, it just, it never felt as good as I wanted it to, is, is the long and short of it, I think. Um, I feel like 
the issue with Cinderace is just like it's just lesser Charizard for the most part. You're faster. You always have stab. You can do some really cute things. But, you're but weak again, to like intimidate. And... The the other thing is is like if this is Airstream, then you can dodge like a a um like precipice blades or a max quake going into you. Uh, you know, gaining an immunity with Airstream, I think, is better than the random ghost immunity you gained with Double Edge. Which you could also just get from Protect. Correct. So, like, you're not gaining anything in this position, I feel like. Um, the other big thing, I think you just, like, you just got punished by all the people running Groudon. That's another big part of it, is, you know, I, I did, if I remember correctly, I ran into a ton of Groudon... And a ton in, in Didi was that this week? I don't remember. I, I, I remember there, a lot I remember of there was, I remember there was one week I played against like seven in Didi's. Oh, in that like, was the uh, in like six games. That was week <laughs> before. Was it okay? I I knew there was definitely a week I just got like I couldn't avoid in Didi's. But, yeah. um, but you know, team's fun. Uh, if you're wanting to play something off the wall, this is cool. Um. In my opinion, there's just better teams, though. Yeah, like, like that's kind is... of the part of the format we're getting into is where you can, if you if you build off the wall, you have to make sure that you're really like good with that thing and mm-hmm. really know what you're doing, because there's a new like super consistent team in that Sun team that's just got a very good matchup across the board against a lot of different things, and so if you're gonna be building away from that and trying to do off the wall stuff like Cinderace by sharp or what we say, what, what, what do we have next week? We have next week. We, I think we have Senta scorch. Yeah. Scorch. And, um, I think there's another piece of really cool tech on there as well. I can't remember. I know we had, the, um, I know we had a rack. Oh, it was Moltres. Like, it was, yeah, oh, it was, it was, the, it was Moltres. We had the Moltres and then like a rack or whatever, a couple weeks back, like that, that pat, that's going to start going to pass us. And we're going to have to start seeing some, uh, either a really good like niche picks for the format or b gonna see a whole lot of centralization of this is the best version of this team this is the best version of this team you're if you vary away from these you're really gonna start to struggle my uh my favorite team i've played in this format is still adam's araquanid team it's just so dumb and i love it I mean, being able to Oko Kyogre in the rain with a water move is uh, it's pretty just good. So absurd. It just removes switch-ins, and that's the best part of it. Yep. You ready to get out of here? I think so, man. I'm ready to go make dinner and go to bed. Yep, same. <laughs> so, um, as always, everyone, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. If you're not, make sure you go and check the YouTube page out. You know, we have uh, three to four videos going up every week, so go and check all those out. They're fantastic, and Carl does a really good job edi- editing those and making them look as good as possible and all that great stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, you can also check us out on Twitch. I know you plan on streaming every day this month in prep for, for indie. Yep, I gotta build up um, my, my game stamina again. Yep, gotta gotta get good and feel good while doing it. Yep. Um you can check Carl at at uh musical VGC uh, no, no at musical, musical on yep. Twitch. Uh you can find me on Twitch as well playing a bunch of blue Kaizo. 
and it's still awful. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still bad. <laughs> it's it's still blue Kaizo, man. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, I'm at Mr. Missouri 25 basically everywhere, um, including Twitter. You can find Carl at Musical VGC. Uh, you can also follow the podcast at LR Lessons. Um, if you're listening on like Spotify or Apple Music, you know, leave us a five star review. Hit the subscribe button. Make us feel good about ourselves. Come and join the community Discord. It's where you can hang out with us and play in all of our events and submit teams for me to play, regardless of how bad they are. Um, and, you know, you get behind-the-scenes look of how everything runs with us and how amazing it is and why I'm never there. <laughs> yeah. You'll figure out and real then, quick that uh, Carter's absent a lot. <laughs> look, man, it's only for now. Before this, I feel like I was on way too much, and now I feel like I'm just, like, never there. Yeah. Like, even, even my days off, I'm just like, yeah, I'll check it eventually. <laughs> I, have, I have become uh, less dependent on social media, and I honestly think that's probably a good thing. That's a good thing. I wouldn't count Discord as social media, though. Like, I, I consider to social extent, media... I would say it is. I, like, it's, it's still communicating with people over the internet um, at, like, the touch of a button. That's not completely social, though. It, I mean, yes and no. Like, I mean, it, you and I have a social relationship via it. I can't and... go and just join the Discord willy-nilly and True. expect you to... Can't, you can't doom scroll on Discord. Yeah, like, like it's not like Facebook or Twitter or anything like that where anybody can post anything they want. Uh, we get to curate it a little bit more on Discord. Correct. So I, we... I feel like it's just more of a chat room than a social media thing. I would agree. Um, I, I would agree with that statement. Uh, but you know, don't don't let that deter you from following us on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> you can go doom scroll through our tweets. That's fine. Yeah, we don't we don't we just post like <laughs> random polls and when videos go live and fun stuff and like all that, that. Good stuff. Um, let's see. Go and check out the website at lrlessons.com. Uh, check out the merch page while you're there. Check out the calendar for upcoming events and all that good stuff as well. We have. Uh, the weekly dojo going on where you can earn points for our invitational coming up here in a few months. That's all handled on the discord. So, you know, come and join that, get your name on the leaderboard, feel good about yourself, make the numbers grow. So you feel better about yourself. That's how that works. Right. Yeah. I think we also have a rumble. The it'll come out. It'll be out. Uh, the rumble will be up before we podcast again on the 10th. It's Sunday morning. Gotcha. Okay. So the last one gotcha, kind of got gotcha. skipped over. Thanks, people. Yeah, you know, I I kind of forgot about it until the day of, and then I'm like, well, I don't have anything thrown together that I feel comfortable playing in on a short, you know, notice. So it'll be fine. So yeah, we've got we've got some uh, rumbles pretty quick back to back here. There's one on April 10th, and there's one on April 13th, and then we take a break for Easter and come back. Uh, April 23rd, the weekend of the EUIC, we'll have our LRQ coming up. Sweet. So, uh, of course, if you want to support us, you always can. Um, our anchor link is down in the show notes. Go and feel the, uh, if you feel the desire to, you can for as little as 20 or 25 cents an episode. You know, a little as a dollar a month up to, I think, 20 is the max that you can do on on anchor i'm not sure i think so you can also check out our store buy yep. some merch buy some merch feel good about yourself get uh get some sweet t-shirts all that good stuff i'm assuming you have your hat on oh i do 
I, I, I wear this thing I, everywhere now. I can't even see you, and I know you're wearing it. Yeah, so. I just wear it everywhere. It's just comfy. I like it. All right, man. I think that's it for me. I think I'm out of here for the week. Yep, that's so. it. That's all I got. All right. As always, everyone, thank you so much for watching, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace. <laughs>